You're listening to MPS Connections with Brian Bruton. So special credit goes to our producer, Abby Young, because she called for a special episode. Um, for those that were paying attention to our release schedule, we were scheduled to skip spring break to give everyone a bit of a, um, a hiatus from MPS Connections. But Abby Young called for us to do a special episode in honor of March is Reading Month. And we simply cannot ignore March is Reading Month, so we gathered some first-timers to come around the table and talk with us today about March's Reading Month. And so I see the enthusiasm around the table um, with all of our first-time guests because they're going to bring to you some very special perspectives on March's Reading Month. Today is intended to be a more laid-back episode than we typically have. We've thrown out the scripts. All we want to do is talk about what is great about reading, why these folks around the table have a passion for reading, and hopefully with our special guest, Melissa Toner, um, give you all some tips on where we can find some books for your families to enjoy in the car, on the plane, on your staycation that you all are about to do over your upcoming spring break. So, Margaret Doan, the esteemed principal of the Plymouth Pioneers, welcome, Margaret. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me today, Brian. That's great. I can see that you're very enthusiastic about your first time on NPS Connections. Absolutely. All right. But more enthusiastic to Margaret's left is Chelsea Sauvey, the esteemed assistant principal of the Central Park Explorers. Thanks for joining us, Chelsea. Thanks for having me. That's right. And Paul Schroll. We all know Paul Schroll because it's a great day to be a... Bulldog. Of course it Thank is. You. We're honored to have Paul Schroll here. And Melissa's looking at me. Melissa, I'd say that you're the esteemed principal of, but you're not. No. You are our instructional media and technology specialist. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes. And so that Melissa's one of those that behind the scenes works to make every principal's, every student's, every stakeholder's life better. And she does an absolutely wonderful job job at it. So while she will remain humble, we all owe her a debt of gratitude. So Melissa, thanks for all it is that you do. Thank you. All right. So keeping (laughs) it on the light side today, our job is to inspire you all to enjoy reading the love of reading. So we're not going to lecture everyone out there on grammar, on punctuation. We just wanted to bring some elementary representatives in to talk about their favorite books. And hopefully, if students out there are listening, they can maybe read favorite books that their principals have, come up to their principals, have conversations, and I'm sure there's some sort of an incentive, right? What do you give away over at Plymouth for kids that do good? I know at Central Park, it's a poof ball, right? Yeah, we give away the palm balls. The palm ball, that's right, thank you. We have like a big ball jar that our whole school drops them in. So there's got to be something at Plymouth, Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. No, right now we have a kindness campaign, which is a ticket. Um, When you do something good like that, you get that ticket, and then it goes into a drawing. Okay, so a ticket, a palm ball. Come on, what's over at Seabird? Oh, hey, absolutely. At Seabird, we have Abby Vaughn, who is our media specialist para, and she is running March's Reading Month, and so she has activities each day of the month. Right. Followed up with uh, prizes throughout the month, and so as they come in, she's doing read-alouds, and then they go find their favorite uh, Seabird Elementary Media Center book of their own. There you go. So when you listen to this podcast, students, you can go up to Principal Schroll, Assistant Principal Sovey, or Principal Doan and say, I heard that your favorite book Mm -hmm. is. I read it too. And then you're going to get some sort of special prize. Lunch with the principal, pizza with the principal, something. I'm sure they're going to take care of you. So um, I have told our guests that they have to prepare something for you today. And the theme is going to be this. Um, Two favorite books, but the books are going to be related to what was your favorite book when you were growing up? And I gave them like an age 
limit on it, that it has to be either fifth or sixth grade and lower. And then we wanted to move into since then, which is a wide range, and we won't get into ages, Paul, about mm -hmm. people around the table and how, how long that age span is. Um, but for some people, it's a little bit shorter than others. Melissa, I'm not even looking at you oh, because yes, that you would are. be nice, right? Um, but since that time on, and maybe that would inspire some of the adults, um, and we're just going to book talk it a little bit and try mm -hmm. and, and spur some enthusiasm out there. So um, we'll just start this way. So before you moved into the middle school, high school, college years, where adulting and life became a little bit more difficult, we all had a favorite book. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking across the table to Margaret because I know that you want to start it off. I do. So Margaret, why don't you tell us what your favorite book was coming up before you got to the more complicated years of life? All right, well, I'm going to share two, Brian, because oh. I can't just answer your questions Well, that's not directly. in the rules, but you I know, know I Margaret, apologize. I, it doesn't yeah. surprise me that you're breaking them. Go right ahead. I grew up uh, with reading being a big routine before bed, and some of the main picture books that I remember having memories of my parents reading and really enjoying, um, one of them was called Dr. DeSoto. Have you heard of that one? I have not. Well, Dr. Well, say that again. Dr. Dr. DeSoto. DeSoto. Yes. yes. Spell that. Uh doctor and then yeah. d-e-s-o-t-o because people i'm sure out there are going to google this right they're going to try correct and find it. all right yes so this was about um a dentist and he um was i actually don't even know i think he was a mouse honestly and he would go into the uh, mouths of bigger animals and he would help them with these toothaches and of course you know at the end um, an animal tries to eat him, but he has outwitted, I think it's a fox. Okay. And so there's the moral of the story, you know, be clever. And the, the doctor goes home with his wife and has dinner, and it's a very cute, happy ending. I'm not sure how that ever ended up in our household, but that is a, vi a book that I have a very fond memory of. Dr. We read DeSoto a lot. is yes. Principal Down's number one yes. recommendation. For parents listening, is it like a kindergarten, first grade, Absolutely, grade? yeah, okay. easily. A picture book, uh, it'd take you about two to three minutes to read to your kid, but it's just kind of a cute little fun book. Paul, I was going to go to you next, but Ooh, Principal Don wants to do too, yeah. so sure. we so might then, as well let her before she starts throwing things When I got to the ages where I could actually really read, and my parents had, you know, said, oh, we're not going to read to you at night anymore, I would say that the book series that captured my heart was The Boxcar Children, a classic. Okay. Um, to the point where I had every single one, um, one through 19, I will say, and then at some point in my life, I realized that um, the author had actually died but they were continuing to write in her name, like okay. under her name. And so then I rebelled and I stopped reading the Boxcar Children series. So I believe for those of you that are interested at home, that is books one through 19. One through 19. Yes, I would but highly you, recommend. So, so book talk it for 20 seconds. What's what's the main The Boxcar premise? Children? Is, is oh it like goodness. a Hardy Boys? Well, now, now I'm aging myself there Yes, um, no. a little bit. Is it mystery? What, what? So although I'm also a fan of Nancy Drew, no, okay. this is not like that. This Boxcar Children is about four kids who um, tragically lose their parents early in life. Right. Um, and they run away and so the four of them go and they find a boxcar in the woods and they I live in it. a boxcar titles and, making sense now uh, and the two you know it's it's two girls and two boys all evenly spaced in age and perfect um, they raise their siblings and they they have all these adventures where you know they go down to the brook and they find some clay and they mold bowls and cups so they're able to survive and they live off of berries in the wild 
Um, okay, don't give too many spoilers oh, away. Out oh, here, sorry. Right? Because Ouch, we're trying yes. to. Keep, oh. you, I think you just gave like books one through four. I away, did. I right? did. So yeah. So we're gonna leave no. it at that. I will gonna, add that it okay. does go on in a mystery-like series. The first one isn't as mystery-based, but then they go on to be these great sleuths and they solve mysteries. All right, Plymouth Pioneers. If you want, if you want some um, points from your principal yes. or tickets, right? Yes. If you want tickets from your principal, Doctor DeSoto and yes. the Boxcar Children are the ones that principal don't recommend. Well, we can talk forever about. We can it. Talk forever. All right. But we're, we're going to go over to uh, Miss Solvay. Am I pronouncing that right, by Solvay. the way? Solvay, yeah. Okay, thank yeah. you, Solvay. And I'm sure that the Central Park Explorers want to get some some points with you as well, too. Not points, but poofs. Yeah. Palms. 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 I'm sorry. Some palms. When they earn a palm or they get a shout-out, I do shout-outs on announcements. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they get to come down, and like I said, we have that big school jar. They get to dunk it in there. So it gets, Even better. Yeah, they do love Do they get it. to, like, pet Nelly at all? Oh, the, yeah. The dog? Nelly's okay. always down there right okay all right do you have two or do you have one did you follow the directions i have one (laughs) okay all right so so we're gonna go with that one so the before fifth grade favorite the floor is yours I was one of those kids that got really into the Harry Potter series, so a lot of people don't really know that about me. So you're me, aging yourself. I, right she's young. I was right? in fourth grade, <laughs> Okay. and it I think it came out before then, but I didn't really, like my family didn't have that routine as much, and so for me, when I actually took that book home from the library, it was the first book I ever had. Um, where I would sneak away and read it because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. And the great thing about it was it kind of followed me as I aged, which was really neat. So not only was it a book that I loved and enjoyed, but it was a book that I got to grow up with. Um, And so I think like the themes within it, you know, the perseverance, the bravery, the different characters and how they interact, it was just something that really spoke to me when I was a young kid. And now even when I was a teacher, kids knew that about me. And so in my current role now as assistant principal, kids bring me like little Harry Potter things. So I have like a sorting hat in my office. Okay, so you're super into it. Yeah, I'm like into it. Okay, so what house are you? Well, Gryffindor. You sure not Slytherin? No. There might be a little streak. That's a whole nother (laughs) podcast in and of itself. I I, I enjoy the Harry Potter series myself, although I didn't read it until I was in college. But we'll talk. (laughs) That's a little bit of the age difference pieces out there as well, too. Harry Potter series is yours. You're a Gryffindor. So that's how you get a little bit of uh, credibility with Assistant Principal Sylvay over there at Central Park. Isn't Central Park, don't you have like house themes as well, too, with your different Um, grade levels? Yeah, we've kind of morphed that with time. But yes, definitely house themes we have like um, events where we'll come together with houses of various grade levels that we're matched with and we partner up with those grade levels and do projects within the school and have celebrations and even for reading month like we do every year we do one book one school so right Mm -hmm. now we're all reading one book at the same time and we do trivia for that too so we in addition to the palms we get trivia questions every day and kids come down and get prizes for that too. Excellent. So, very cool. Yeah. All right. I'm going to skip you, Paul, because I know that you're chomping at the bit and, and I know you're No ready. problem. Okay. All right. But I'm going to go over to Melissa because oh. she looks like she's got one that's even better than all of those. <laughs> so Melissa, as the foremost specialist on books and reading and literacy in all of the Midland public schools, I'm sure the one that you're about to drop here is going to be the best of all. Oh boy. That's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to age myself. Uh, because uh, Little House on the Prairie was the one. I love that series. I think I read it, I don't know how many times I read them over, and I think I wore the books out. So then I asked for the set again at uh, Christmas, another after I'd read them all. And I actually think I still have them somewhere. 
uh, in our house. <laughs> I don't know where. But that that's my favorite um, series when I was, you know, younger. And I think it's because I like to picture myself out on the prairie and the cabin and doing all those sorts of things, just kind of surviving out there. Do our media centers carry Little House on the Prairie? That's a very good question. So we'll I'm not sure. Out. Maybe we'll I need sure to check that out. out. Do we they have do that one? Yeah, and there's right. so children. Are yeah, they still, yes. Well, that's well. awesome. Yes. Okay. All right, Principal Schroll. I'm sure the Bulldog children out there are listening. Great. Okay. <clears throat> the floor is yours. What was yours favorite growing up? Well, I did not read much as a child. A true confession. Okay. I had two brothers. We were always out playing. So when I had children, that was not going to happen. So I read to my kids every night. I read to my kids for 45 minutes to an hour. So I have many books that I have enjoyed reading over and over. So many times, in fact, that I still have some of them memorized. Uh, so I digress. I had a bookshelf in my room growing up full of books, never touched them until probably about fourth or fifth grade. Jack London, Call the Wild. Okay, and I was classic. And so I have read outdoor books since then. Um, And so I will offer that as my, the very first book that I read out of school for myself. And I just loved it. So so then if we want to talk a little bit about uh, maybe another book or so that I uh, enjoy reading, um, especially to my children, uh, Tyrone the Horrible has a series of books. He right. is a mean dinosaur, a Tyrannosaurus. Okay, so it's a dinosaur book. It's a dinosaur but book. But there's so morals to it. I oh, absolutely. Okay. There's, a, there's a message in each one of them. And so uh, the one that I probably read the most uh, dealt with uh, sharing and being fair and, uh, and justice. And in the end, uh, Tyrone the Horrible gets his just desserts. So. Okay, good. I like stories that have morals to them, right? And and. I'm not sure if it's a happy ending for Tyrone the, the horrible or the terrible. Well, he's terrible and horrible. He's terrible and horrible. They're, ty- they're Tyrone the yeah. Horrible series. Is, is Tyrone a Tyrannosaurus? He is a Tyrannosaurus. If that makes sense. Alliteration, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I said we wouldn't get into the whole grammatical um, themes of these things. So here's what I heard, folks. I heard Dr. DeSoto, right? The Boxcar Children, Little House on the Prairie, Harry Potter, Call the Wild, and Tyrone the Terrible, Horrible Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, by Hans Wilhelm. By Hans Wilhelm. Okay, so parents out there, if, if you'd like your kids to get some um, kudos and some points with their principals, those are ones that you can have them read on your vacations. But I'm sure that we have listeners out there that have middle school, high school, maybe even some college-age students, and they're looking for some recommendations. So we're going to move up in our years of experience of reading that we've had and try and give you a little bit more mature um, or progressive literature out there and give some some recommendations. So Margaret, um, or Mrs. Doan, I shouldn't say. Kids, don't call her Margaret. Um, that would be bad. You'd lose your ticket for sure if you did that over there, wouldn't <laughs> You know that stuff doesn't bother me, Brian. Okay, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you actually brought the book. That you're well, I would say this here. book that I brought today is my adult book. Your I adult just book. want to kind of chime in that my college book was Chelsea's Harry Potter. Oh, so there's oh, some aging right. there. But mm-hmm. um, yes, also loved Harry Potter series. Um, actually, spent some time in Spain in college and read them in Spanish. Oh, wow, that's oh, next wow. level. That's yes, it well, is. Next very very yes. IVPYP of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Excellent. So we'll talk, talk yeah. about the one in so front. So my adult book I have, um, actually, it's it's interesting. Um, I often find that I don't have as much time to read as I like as an adult. Sure. Um, but sometimes we're in different situations. A couple things we've done at Plymouth specifically are just book clubs and having different people offer, you know, different titles. And then obviously to participate, I want to read the book, but it's not a book I would have ever chosen had I not been in that situation. So one of those books um, was called, it's called Educated by Tara Westover. Um, and it's a memoir about uh, a non-traditional education growing up and then how you jump into the more traditional um, education system and how you can still be successful. Um, it was really eye-opening because a lot of her experiences are 100% opposite of my experiences. And it's, it's neat to hear there's different things out there, different parts of the, the United States um, function differently and, and the many cultures within our whole you know, melting pot of cultures. Um, so that was really eye-opening. It was an easy read. I would recommend it um, probably for more adults than teenagers. So, but so given you, age level, is it beyond um, middle school? Is it, is it high school? I would say if you thing? have a mature reader as a high schooler, um, okay. yeah, it would be kind of cool if you had high schoolers to read along with them because there's some topics in there that could make for really rich conversation in families during spring break. Educated by Tara Westover. Yes. Thank you, Margaret. Appreciate that. Chelsea, on to you. So this question was actually really hard for me to um, think of one because I feel like, you know, when you're in college and high school, you have so many educational books that you read, but then you also read for fun. And like Paul, I didn't read much as a kid. I spent a lot of time outside. I had a lot of siblings. And um, so really one that I thought connected well that, that was given to me by a professor of mine was called The Reading Promise or is called The Reading Promise. Um, it's by Alice Ozma. Um, and in this story, this little girl and her father make a promise together to read for 100 consecutive days. And when they hit the 100 day mark, they have a big celebration. And then they find that they enjoyed this time together so much that they wanted to see how long they could continue it. And so the story follows them and they actually do it together um, every single night through until she goes to college. And for me, um, it was before I had kids or anything like that, but it really set the tone for how I wanted to be as a parent and what that reading time could do for myself and my kids someday. So definitely one that you could read um, really with a child or at any age, but it, it was um, a novel that I read in, in college. So, so starting solo, do you think a middle schooler could handle it or is it more high school? It would be appropriate, but maybe um, at a high school level. Okay. Yeah. So The Reading Promise by Alice Ozma. O-Z-M-A, am I saying that right? O-Z-M-A. O-Z-M-A. All right, Ms. Toner, around to you. Okay, so I think I sort of went out of the rules here for the discussion. Because I was trying to narrow it down to it was a very difficult question for me because I love to read, but I read mostly nonfiction. So, I mean, I don't know how many people would be interested in nonfiction, so I didn't have a particular book, but... I read a lot of uh, nonfiction related to psychology, brain research. Um, I know it sounds exciting, right? Oh, um, gardening and <laughs> watercolor <laughs> painting. So I'm all over the board, and I would say I'm just I have stacks of books, and so I don't have one particular. So, so what you're saying is find whatever your passion is, yes. and then go down that lane. Yes, right? that, so and I go down a lot of lanes. That advice so. actually is perfect coming from you because that's okay. your job, right? To put yeah. the materials out there that's gonna, you know, everyone's got their own thing, right? Mm -hmm. So you might as well find what your passion is and go for it. 
Paul, so that's it. Is it about fishing? I know that about you. Well, I, I do read a lot of uh, magazines. In Fisherman? Uh, yes, In okay. Fisherman, yeah. right, is uh, uh, musky, yep. uh, musky Madness or anything about fishing. I'm, I'll read that. But I will tell you, uh, anything about J anything written by James Patterson is gold. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, is there uh, a favorite? Uh, or just all of them? I would say that I, there's a, in my mind there's a mishmash of all of them that I've read, but I have not read a single book by him that I did not like. So mystery, thriller, right, intrigue. Um, and then on the flip side of that, again, maybe a little bit more mature, Stephen King. Okay, Ooh. right, yeah. Uh, I, I read Stephen King, uh, It, and uh, during the day, and I would not read it at night. <laughs> so, that, that's your I advice was, for the listeners is, I highly don't recommend. Don't be reading that to, to your kindergartners no, out there, right? We probably no. would hold off on that one until at least, what, fifth grade? Uh, yeah. no. And Melissa's looking at me saying no, uh, right. 10, 11, 12, <laughs> beyond 13, right? Yes. Yeah. Fifth year of college. Fifth year of college. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so James Patterson, and for those that like that kind of thing, some Stephen King. Oh, yeah. All right, there you go. I've been waiting for someone to ask me, um, but I'm just going to prompt myself because I have to throw this one out there for you all. Um, Father Water, Mother Woods. And you all have heard the author, but you've never heard the book. The author is Gary Paulson. Uh, of course, Paulson, you know, Hatchet and the entire Brian series and all of that. Father Water, Mother Woods, for those folks that like the outdoors, they are many essays on hunting and fishing from his youth um, about him growing up in Minnesota, the town that he did, and how he got the inspiration for everything that he did. So if you have a reluctant reader um, that is in that, you know, maybe third to seventh grade range that really enjoys the outdoors and only wants to digest small pieces, I could not recommend that one more for you. And that's actually my favorite adult book. Um, that's the one that I go to anytime that I just want to brain break from reading educational things and journals and things like that. So you can't go wrong with Father Water and Mother Woods um, from Gary Paulson. So shifting this one final time, we've had a lot of recommendations from our guests around the table. Melissa, you're going to bring us home and tell us um, as they're about to go on spring break, where is it they can find some of these titles? What would be mm -hmm. the best spot for kids to get the books? All right. So if you're in the school, if they're in the school building before they go on spring break, um, just go on into the media center and our media pairs are very well versed with Follett Destiny, which is our library collection uh, system. And students can log in with their MPS Google account and they can search their school library. They can also in do interlibrary loans. So if there's a book that they would like, but it's not in their, their building, they can have uh, that requested to be interlibrary loan to them. Um, another way that they can access books if they don't get a chance to check out a physical copy of a book, we have ebooks, and the students can log in again from wherever they're at as long as they have the internet, and they can log in with their Midland Public Schools account and select an ebook, and they can read it on any any mobile device. So their Chromebooks, or if there's a tablet or something that's handy, they can open the books up there. Excellent. So mm -hmm. um, no excuses, kids out there. There's always a spot to be able to find these parents. Hopefully some of these recommendations will give um, you an excuse to either read with your children that you've heard a lot about from our principals um, and give 
people something to do in the car or on the plane as you're doing that. Margaret's got a final Brian, thought. Before, she wants to throw yes, it out before there. Before we leave, what okay. is your favorite book as a child? Oh, Under oh. fifth grade, Brian. Well, now, Margaret, I'm going to throw this one back uh-huh. at you. Um, if you've listened to previous MPS Connections Ouch. episodes, and she's looking at me going, Shit. no, I haven't. <laughs> I actually dropped this one, and I could guarantee you no one around the table. Did anyone listen to the episode where that came out? We were talking about we were, we were were talking about literacy with Jen Service and folks and the whole new Hawkins series, and I dropped it on there as a hint, and I was waiting for someone to oh, ask me yeah. and, and call out to see if you listened to that episode. But because you did, of course, it was where the red fern grows. Oh, oh boy, yeah, there's oh, no doubt. Geez. The eyes got big out there, right? And for those of you that are podcast enthusiasts, um, I'll give you all a recommendation. The podcast is called Bear Grease. Um, and it's more typically of a hunting and fishing podcast, but it does a documentary on certain off-topic type things. And um, the host, Clay Newcomb, just did a series that was kind of a documentary on where the red fern grows about the author, Wilson Rawls. And I won't give you spoilers about there's some quirks to that uh fellow's life that I had never known about mm. before. But super interesting, super cool. So where the red fern grows, I, I you know... Uh, I don't know many kids out there that read that. It was fifth grade down mm-hmm. in the Utica Community Schools when we had to read that one. And I will never forget my fifth grade teacher reading that. And the day that I found out that, I'm not going to spoil it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, that was yeah. a lot of kids trying to act a lot tougher than they are out on the playground going, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Still does um, oh. to this day. And lots of, lots of um, heads nodding around the table. So I would highly recommend Super classic, great book, and I'm sure it's uh, a lot of parents would agree that they've had that experience too. So thanks, Margaret, for calling yeah, that Yeah, and that one is out. actually my husband's favorite book. So, so there you there's go. another plug for right. it. Yeah. Final thoughts around the table. Anybody else got anything to add on our special episode for March's Reading Month? Margaret, you good? I'm good. Thank you. Good, Miss Solvay. Thanks good. for joining. Appreciate yeah. it. Paul, always a great day to be a bulldog. Thank you very much. And Ms. Tona, thank you so much for coming on. And thanks for giving us those recommendations. And to our producer, Abby Young, this was a fun episode. Thank you. We appreciate the suggestion. And maybe we'll make this an annual thing. And we'll have the exact same guests back almost every single year for our March's reading month. And we can add some extra books to our recommendations because I'm sure there were lots that were out there. So thank you guests for joining us. I appreciate you being here for MPS Connections. And to our listeners, thanks for joining in for our special episode we hope that you join us for our next couple we got a couple good ones on the docket we have robotics coming up we have the equity audit coming up and we have an extra special couple of topics for our very final one so thanks again for tuning into mps connections and we will talk to you all again very soon thanks for listening to mps connections we release new episodes on the first and third thursday of almost every month We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on the most current events happening around the district. You can find us in all the popular venues, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts.